2: this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And we are absolutely stoked to have the one and only Amy Roninson in the house. Say hi, Amy. Hello. There she is. Wow. Um, Yeah, absolute privilege to have Amy in. For those of you that don't know Amy, um, I would describe Amy as a coach. She is also a avid podcaster and Last but not least, she is certainly a property investor, which is why she's here on Property Jam today. So, um, do you know what? Enough from me. Why don't you just bloom and introduce yourself? Who are you?
1: Well, my name is Amy, and I am very grateful to have been invited onto this podcast because I am a very keen property jammer. If, Yay! If what, what is that what you call us? Is that what you... Yeah? That's what you are, yes. property
2: jammer. That's the jammer. Yeah.
1: Although I did have Marmite this morning. Oh. Oh,
3: oh you're
0: one Sorry. <laughs> uh, She's out.
1: Cut! <laughs> And
0: we'll find someone else
1: <laughs> <laughs> no you're absolutely right I am I am a coach I'm a podcaster and a property investor and I love all three of them They're, they are what I'm absolutely living on this planet for right now and really enjoying the podcasting particularly because it's a way of connecting with so many people and so many different people
2: yeah. And in fact, I mean, I was going to ask you what you've been up to recently. And I know the answer to that because I recently featured on your brand new podcast. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it?
1: I would love to. So the new podcast is all about focus on why and why is that important? Well, it's important for so many reasons, because I think that why is a foundation for everything that you do. Amen. And <laughs> <laughs> and and focusing on the why and then taking responsibility for everything you do in life enables you it empowers you and to design whatever you want so i believe that if you if you have a purpose have a plan focus on why then you are going to achieve any goals that you have in life and because you're always going to stay on mission and understand what it is you are on this planet for
2: that's, that's amazing agree. right I, um, god yeah. i mean it's just i think knowing the reason you're doing anything Um, is what spurs you on and makes you do it well because you care about it the most right
1: absolutely and it's I think the reason why I am so grateful for my property journey is because it was the property journey that led me onto my why journey so that that's the, the link there and and I owe that a lot to the education that I received
2: yeah, no, 100%. When you go along with that, boys, like it's, sort of, it's what sets you up and then actually it facilitates you tapping into probably why it is you're supposed to be doing what you're doing, right?
3: Yeah, I, did, I didn't realise before I started all the property training and property knowledge that, that they were so linked. I think maybe perhaps because it gives you a lot more freedom, uh, a lot more time on your hands. And you surround yourself with a completely different bunch of people to what you would normally surround yourself with well i I did anyway, um, so I went from surrounding myself with people that were in the nine to five grind to people that were i guess progressive thinkers entrepreneurs um, uh, big into personal development and 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 focusing on themselves and Once I f- started down that path, then it became more clear why I was doing what I was doing, and like Amy said as well my why if you if you like became. Clearer um, and it was easier then to focus on what I wanted to do.
0: I think a lot of people have that uh, find it difficult to find a why, and I think mm-hmm. I was surprised, similar to you guys, that that was the the first question that was asked when we started looking at properties. Is why? I think any good um, coach or educator should be asking that question. So why are you doing this? Because if you don't have a good why, then it's yeah, you're really going to struggle to succeed, as you said, Amy. If you've got that why and that that bigger mission, then everything else is easier You can just overcome those any challenges that come your way.
1: Yeah, and I think that a lot of people struggle with finding their why because they are looking for that bigger mission. But actually, it doesn't have to be as big as that. It can be a very yeah. personal mission. Yeah. But I think that as long as you're aligning yourself with what with your own true person, who you are, and what you want, and why you want it, then that makes life so much easier for yourself. Mm-hmm. can I
2: just interject and have a bit of a classic property jam moment
1: Matt one of your wives
2: just cheekily poked its head around the door in the background that,
3: that was a, I didn't <laughs> notice that and I was trying not to not to giggle <laughs> Did you, I didn't I didn't even
0: notice
2: you, all, one, all 1.5 of your wives just looked around the door <laughs> 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 that made me giggle so listeners sorry you can't see that but um, Matt's partner Lara just um just poked her head round the door um and it was very cute she looked like a little sort of bunny just popping her head around very enjoyable I enjoyed that so yeah I, I think I think you know it's it's true and everything you're saying Amy just totally resonates with us I mean you know we've we've all we've actually done an entire episode on why you know why you why you get into property and everyone's reasons are different I think your why evolves as well over time and your why isn't necessarily single fold either it can be a whole bunch of stuff it might be personal it might be financial it might be there's it's it's never just one thing it's it's moving isn't it all the time
1: 100% and I think that the the why at one point in your life will be for as you say one reason and then as you almost complete that and and you grow and you evolve and you become a a a different person and I found that in the last few decades I've become a different person in each decade and I'm 45 now and I know that where I'm going is going to take me into my next phase of life and it's very much a giving phase which is um, very rewarding
2: yeah amazing 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 well actually that probably segues nicely into the next kind of stuff we always ask our guests when they're joining our property jam chit chat what the human side of property means to them. So go on then we're throwing that question at you. What does the human side of property mean to Amy Rowlinson?
1: Wow, it is a great question. Thank and... you. <laughs> we came up with it ourselves, didn't we boys? We, <laughs> we did. <all> morning. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: we thought we'd do something different. That's what we thought. Right? Do. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't really know. Um there's so many different ways that you could probably answer that question. I mean from a I don't know a semantic um qu- Response or experiential or emotional or functional, there's so many different perspectives, aren't there? And do I focus on human? Well, I wasn't ready
2: for any of those. It's a (laughs) my goodness, when we recorded
1: this. Wow! Well, I don't know. I mean, do you focus on the human element or do you focus on the property element? Do you know what? Uh, Think about this, think about this. When I when, when
2: when we ask that question, what's the first thing that jumps into your head? Like what well, feels it's
1: always a practical perspective. I'm I'm very practical, I'm very real in that and that's probably the one that sits most natural for me. Do that. Um, and you know if you're thinking about it from the level of maslow maybe um, thinking about the hierarchy of needs and go from that perspective you know we, when you're providing property for tenants you, you're thinking on all the levels and how they're going to be met so if i'm thinking about the human side i'd be thinking about from making sure they've got the the, the food the water the warmth the rest place where they can sleep so you're thinking about that element um, and then they need to have a good night's sleep. So that's really important because otherwise, and somewhere where they can prepare their meals. So you're thinking about that the human side of property. And I'm also thinking about, Oh yeah, wifi. That's the new foundation for Maslow, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, it's yeah. a whole, it's a whole found. Yeah. It's definitely <laughs> the foundation there. Um, so, and essentially for those who can afford more, then you're providing more of a, a higher level type of property, the different type of the basics are being met but then you're taking into a nicer environment for them to live in and you try you're providing security you're providing safety um because first we we're then looking for that belongingness a sense of home and that property then becomes not a house or or lodging it's their home it's where they're getting a lot of their psychological needs met because they're feeling all of those elements of being connected and safe and secure the things that we need so for me, the human side of property would probably involve that side a lot. Wow, that's okay. deep,
2: man. That's great. Do you? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a it's a really honest answer. But I, I've got so many questions. Um, Go on then. Um, well, first one that jumps into my head is when you're thinking about a project. So let's just say you're buying something. You know, you're adding value to it by converting it, completely redecorating it. Is all of that in your mind as you're putting the plan together?
1: Yeah. So I have three perspectives and I'm thinking about the investor's perspective. I'm thinking about the actual physical builder how he's thinking about doing the work and how it's going to work and and that also has a knock-on effect with costs and whether things are going to be feasible but I'm always thinking about the end user functionality how it's going to work for that person how are they going to live in that property and because the majority of the properties I have are HMOs it's how they're going to be connected with the other people in the house how they're going to operate and the, the dynamic of that property is going to work so for me it's it's a case of in these times I think that we've we have this sort of paradox of being very connected. We've never been as connected with everybody in the world. And yet we've also got a massive disconnection. And when you're living in, on your own in a property, you could feel quite disconnected from the rest of the property and that, from the rest of the world. And that's why for me an HMO needs to be a, a beautiful place where people can connect and live together and not feel so disconnected with, uh, with the world because they are renting a room but actually what they're they're going into is a community and i know that that's something that all of you are very very uh, pro at achieving in your in your properties as well
3: yeah for sure
0: yeah it's it's something i think we passionately agree with you there um and um yeah we, we talk about co-living as the <laughs> i suppose the the new buzzword um of of the, the decade uh or the new decade and uh, yeah I, no, I thoroughly agree that human side is all about the connection and I think that the thought process of how are these people going to use that space yeah thoroughly agree yeah
1: yeah go on sorry sorry now, now, I was just going
3: to say I think that the the, the 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 term HMO has kind of ended up with a negative connotation to it because of all the well I guess there are a lot of Slum landlords out there that who took it probably took advantage of it. So by changing that up and giving it a new name and a, and a new label and looking at it slightly different um, is probably a good way of moving forward. So you lose that negative connotation of the word HMO.
1: Mm, definitely and I think I think having that community that you're you're trying to achieve and you're building it, and you're building that on a level of trust and on a level of happiness and and consistency you want someone where people are going to work sleep socialize and just enjoy their life just re- at this moment in time where they are maybe in a period of transition or whether they're looking for someone where they don't need to live in on their own and because i think a lot of people choose to live in a house of multiple occupancy and co-live because they have that option to you know they might be able to afford somewhere else that they could probably pay more and they would be on their own but they don't want to be mm. and i think that you know that's for me is is definitely the human side of property is is how you want to live
2: yeah definitely and don't you find as well that you learn about how people want to live once you've got a few projects up and running because what you initially conceptualize when it's actually used in reality by your end user your tenant it evolves so I love being led by that you know you, you had a plan you've mapped the space you think about how people move within that space but then all of a sudden you get the email come into your letting agent going oh would it be possible to or we don't use this you know could we change it you're like oh okay sure sure um so you're learning to adapt yeah Yeah. it's adaptability isn't it to to people's co-living experience which you don't really know until they move in
1: absolutely and i think listening to the locals in that area and speaking to your estate agents or your letting agents and understanding how those people um, want to live so for me i was putting in induction hobs in my london based properties but in in sort of wiltshire based properties they wanted to have gas hobs they do a lot of Walk cooking so you know it was listening to what the actual people want to have in that environment and putting that for them and and that makes a lot of sense you know having three sets of fridge freezers in properties which sounds like a lot but actually the the way that they were shopping and the way they needed to then store the food thereafter is really important you need to respond to that Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you know what a question that just jumped into my head is what's the cheekiest thing a tenant has ever asked you for (laughs) <laughs> what like outrageous or like a like pushing the envelope just a little bit if Ooh. at all
0: well i've got a tenant at the moment um just while amy's thinking uh who's asking for patio chairs t- uh, tables and chairs really well yeah yeah um, it was just one property where we hadn't provided one before um just a really small hmo and um yeah obviously they're all at home now so oh, it's some, something that we would uh probably look at in our co-living ones our larger ones and putting in there or designing the outside space so it can be used really nicely um, yeah. but yeah, so that that's a, a request that came through this week um for i don't say it was cheeky um but
3: i had quite a cheeky one it didn't come to me directly um so i had uh, one of my um five beds up in, in the midlands I had a gardener go around to sort out the back garden. And it was just shortly after the renovation had been done and just leveling it all off, storing out the grass seed, et cetera. And <laughs> when he arrived, uh, there was one guy, he's not in the house anymore, but he kind of, he was a spokesperson for the house. Oh,
2: I love so it. I love, he, there's always one, isn't there? There's, there's always one.
3: one. So he uh, gave access to the gardener, um, introduced himself as being the boss of the house um, and said, oh yeah, so when is the decking going down?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah. clever I like that like
3: a, I, I've only been instructed to to level the the back garden so far and sow it out in grass and he's like oh no we're, we're getting decking as well so you, you can you can do that all at the one time so I got a phone call from the gardener then asking me about the decking that I had never heard of anyone talking about before so <laughs>
2: Oh my God, that's brilliant. But I love the way it's like, it's like an assumptive question, isn't it? It's just like, so, you know, so when's that happening? Like, that's just guaranteed. I love that. (laughs) I'd love to be that cheeky. That's brazen, man. It was
3: brazen. I quite liked it, though. I liked uh, it. You almost want to
2: put decking down. I know, right? Yeah, that's clever. Yeah, clever tenants. Have you got anything, Amy?
1: No, I, I'm really trying to rack up. I, I, I have very nice sort of well-behaved tenants, clearly. Or their they're well, they're, they're services are met, I think. I think um, outdoor furniture, yes, they've requested that. And I've, of course, supplied that. And no, I think sometimes there's a request for Wi-Fi to be improved. And that's been done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, no, um, not yet. You've Do got you know, very good yet.
3: biddable tenants then
1: well Uh, they're they're pliable pliable. Pliable. well yeah I
2: had one set um it was a family that moved in so this was into a buy to let (laughs) they moved in and they said there's a shed but it wasn't really a shed it was more like an outhouse and they said would you mind getting the whole thing electrically wired um just so that we can you know basically have an extra outdoor space and I was like oh, okay, Um, I'll I'll consider it. And so I was thinking about it, but it put me in such a dilemma. And then they said, oh, and on top of that, we'd like a chest freezer. I was like, that seems a rather ludicrous request. (laughs) So basically what they wanted was just an overflow to their kitchen. That's what they wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, In the end, I said, I politely declined i said you know if you want that feel free to install that yourself but i will be choosing who installs it just so you know um so yeah that's probably the cheekiest thing i've ever had asked oh and i had a bunch of students actually once um i bought like um you know those cheap pub benches that you can get like the sort of 50 quid from b and q or whatever um yeah i i had one of those outside and then they were jumping up and down on it um completely smashed it and you know, then we're like, uh, can you replace it, please? Because clearly it wasn't stable. I'm like, no, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: you I broke did. it. Well, I think it got replaced, so um, yeah, 50 quid. I'm not gonna, not gonna turn them down for that. It's essential drinking space, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, no, that's what's all about the communal space and see well, how
3: exactly they're... it could keep them in the house a little bit longer if they've got that communal space to hang out with, their or keep them they're...
2: out the house a little bit longer, which was actually my intention, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see. If they're
0: not going to do the drinking outside, they do the drinking inside. Well, if they uh, move
2: the pub bench yeah. inside, that's the worry. <laughs> Smash the place up. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, mine have been pretty good, even with all this COVID stuff going on. My my tenants, certainly on the students, um, it's we've had a few go on rent strike, but they've been all right. Have you had any issues, Amy? Has anything cropped up your side with the COVID?
1: Uh, no, we we've only got one property that's student based, and so some of some of them have gone home, some of them stayed, yeah. uh, but otherwise everybody is all fine. So we we have had um, no issues
2: to date. So, yeah, yeah. That's good. Well, actually, I mean, we haven't spoken about this for a while, boys. Has anything cropped up? I mean, tenant-wise, since uh, it's sort of in between recordings. Anything on your side of the things?
0: Um, no. Well, you might remember that we had one. I had one tenant who lost his job, and mm. then went out and got another one. Lost that one because that company went bust, and then has now gone out and got another one. Um, but he's now ahead on his rent it's oh, just very proactive so uh, yeah and we just again communicate it's really good um, the only other thing is that we've had a couple of people move out uh, but everyone who's in is paying
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and that's the l- same for me I've got a few voids at the moment and I'm not worried about that I'm just what you know that the, the properties are all functioning and everyone's happy and they're safe and they're well and they seem to all be um, looking after one another
3: mm-hmm.
0: good well Niall we had a couple of people moving in didn't we as well
1: yeah, so we've
3: got um, some key workers moved into a property in the Midlands. Um, tenants were scheduled to move out anyway, even before COVID kicked in. Um, it just happened to be at that same time. Um, but they were only gone a week uh, when some key workers needed to move in to be closer to work. So the um, turnaround has been fine. A couple of uh, voids, like you say, for people that have moved out in different locations. But uh, in the main, it's actually been okay so far.
2: Yeah, I've just had one tenant, um, my letting agent rang me yesterday to say that she's just been let go from her job, they wouldn't furlough her. So she's gone into an absolute panic. And she's just like, I can't pay my rent, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And she's now applied for universal credit. So I mean, we've just said you know, we'll just work it out, see how we go, you know, payment plans if necessary, but just don't panic. You're not going anywhere. They, I mean, she is an amazing tenant. She's been there since we bought the property she looks after it. She's so brilliant and it's her entire family that lived there with her. So, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't, you can't turf people out of a time like this. You just can't, well, you, you, physically, well, you, can't. you physically can't, what <laughs> <laughs> but why would you? Do you know what I mean? I mean, that for me really is the human side of property. Um, yeah because you almost feel a sense of duty don't you yes it's a business what we do but that sense of duty really prevails at a time like this um you can't be that asshole landlord um you know and i actually think at this time we're going to be the industry that probably gets we, we're not i hope we come out of this well but i don't know about you i've already felt it um where there's been media messages, there's been headlines, there's been lots of stuff out there pointing the finger at greedy landlords, um, you know, and I just, I think this is an opportunity to really speak up on our own behalf and just say we're not, no, that's not who we are. We we do look after our tenants. Um, yeah. Have you guys seen that out there? Am I the only one that sort of seems to have noticed those headlines?
1: I think there's a lot of pointing fingers at a lot of people at the moment Mm -hmm. and especially some really big industries that are just trying to save their businesses. And the issues that are coming up from that is that there's a portion of blame it's because people are in a position of fear and they don't know what to do and how to control it. And that's where, you know, when we go back to what the journeys that we've all been individually, we've all now taken responsibilities for our own lives. And a lot of people now will be reflecting on what they're doing and are realizing that they're not in control of their life. And I think that's where the finger pointing is happening and the, the sort of very uncomfortable space to be in right now for a lot of people.
3: Mm hmm
0: yeah I, I, to be honest i 'm not really watching the news that much, mm-hmm. so i'm not seeing too much of that uh, yeah, I started on social
2: off media you must be seeing stuff surely
0: oh uh, yeah bit bits and bits and bobs mm-hmm. um, but i've definitely so, so I've, I've been on there a lot more uh, recently uh, on social media than the beginning of all of this I, but I was you know, when this all started, I was watching BBC News you know four, five, six times a day just like, yeah. oh what 's next what 's next yeah. um, but very quickly got out of that habit which i'm which i 'm glad about. Um, because the yeah, I, I think it, it messes with your head, and you're know, seeing all these yeah, I think it's important to know what's going on, but you're right, I think we just have to continue doing what we do, and being responsible, being uh, compassionate, as you say, because at the end of the day we, you know we're in a position where we are able to sustain certain things, but not everything. Um, so it's finding a balance so i think if we find balance now and help as much as possible now that's only gonna actually if, if we've got um now's a really good time to build those relationships with tenants i think um because if they show if they see that you're a really good landlord i think they will just continue to stay and uh, you know if you give someone you know if someone can't pay you the rent for a couple of months and they said and you arrange for them to pay that over six months 12 months they're going to stay with you for six months 12 months because you've given that opportunity to spread it over a longer period so um but also I wouldn't be surprised if we've seen the end of section 21 already Yeah. Back onto something. I yeah. think that they're going to bring it in before um, yeah they've already banned evictions. I think then, I don't think they're going to unban it.
2: Yeah, it's here to stay, I think, don't you?
0: Yeah, I think it's been snuck in the yeah. back door. Um, I think they've got to change the legislation to make it make it work for both for both sides of the, the, the party both parties and then I think it, I think it could be quite good in Scotland I think it's quite good. Anyway, we're, we're, going, we're going very relevant and very educational right now, aren't we?
2: It was, <laughs> bord- it was bordering on relevant. Um, okay, so let's, let's go to a relevant then. So, hang on a minute. I think we should play... Shall pass-
0: we play... Uh, what is episode it? Episode roulette. Episode roulette. Mm-hmm. Yes, we should. Okay.
2: So, Amy, here's how it works, right? What we're going to do is I'm going to flick through on apple podcasts i'm going to go through all the different episodes and i'm going to scroll 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 and then you're going to shout stop and whatever episode i land on whatever topic it is i'm just going to get your views on it and then if you have no views we'll move on to the next one sound good
1: let's do this let's
2: do it okay right so i'm scrolling i'm scrolling i'm stop. scrolling oh gosh all right okay um oh stress oh <laughs> Do you have any thoughts
0: on stress?
2: <laughs> stress as a landlord, stress as an investor. What's been your most stressful experience?
1: Oh, where'd you start? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sit back everyone. It's going to be long. I think
1: that, property
3: jam was stressful.
2: <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: <laughs> I think that the, the journey of becoming a property investor was a, a lot more than I expected. And actually it's, It's incredible. I think that it has changed the whole perspective, the whole way that I live my life. And I would say I was probably a fairly stressed out person before, and now I don't get stressed out as much at all. Really? mm.
2: You were stressy before?
1: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I
2: can't imagine. Can you guys, because we know Amy very well.
0: Maybe we should get John on and... uh...
3: Yeah, see some confirmation of this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, it, actually, that that's an interesting point. It's, um, John and I celebrated our twenty-five years together on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, congratulations!
0: congratulations. congratulations. Amazing. That is
1: awesome. So he definitely wears that. Um, I've lived through the her stressed moments. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think I think what has happened is the the personal development journey that accompanied the property journey has been. An enlightening one for me in terms of controlling emotion in terms of controlling stress and worry and actually that they were all pointless exercises and did not serve me in any way at all so and just becoming the person I have along this property journey has been for me the most incredible thing yeah
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: actually going back to COVID-19 and the stress that it has inevitably brought to so many people, being in a space where you can feel so calm at a time of such uncertainty kind of speaks to that a lot, doesn't it?
1: I t- totally think so. I think that I would not be aware of how the coping mechanisms that you can put into place and, and the, the, the way that you can take control of your environment. And as Matt said earlier – Don't look at the media. Don't think about what's going on externally. Just think about how you can affect change in your own life and what you can do to take as much control over what you're doing. And part of building a property portfolio was having that sort of passive income, not having to rely on a job. Um, But also it's, it's more than that it's all the other things and realizing that you are exactly where you are right now for a reason and if this is a an opportunity for everybody to take a really good look and reflect on what they're doing why they're doing it and that has out of that has born my pod, new podcast because I had that opportunity to sort of sit and reflect and think what is it I'd really like to do right now what if, changes could I affect on a bigger scale and and that's, that was the whole purpose that I now feel very strongly about and want to get out there.
3: Isn't
0: amazing. Really? I think we w- wish you all the best with Thank the you. new, <laughs> the new ventures and endeavors. And uh, yeah, I, I can see a book in your future.
2: I think. I think Amy already knows she's got a book in her future. <laughs> she's, look, she's probably written it in her head already. You know what she's like. She's just an absolute wizard. You're amazing. You really are. You're always impressive with how organized and how strategic you are. And um, I mean, we always have a bit of a giggle, don't we? We've never seen anyone journal their life the way that you journal your life. <laughs> uh, a
1: 1,234 of consecutive journaling. Guys. And that started on the 6th of December. 2016 and that was all because I was recommended the miracle morning to read that book and it started thereafter great book oh book recommendation we may have recommended Whoa, that book before good, but let's good, reinforce that book recommendation. It's
0: brilliant isn't, morning, isn't yeah. it yeah that's what yeah, Nile I think says that every other day read the miracle morning read the yeah. miracle morning, yeah. read, the miracle morning. <laughs> read the miracle morning read the miracle morning <laughs>
1: how, sorry Matt, how does it go read
0: the miracle morning got it
1: and there's also, there's lots of different ones. So you can read The Miracle Morning for Parents, which is a good one, or read The Miracle That's Morning the one for... I need.
0: That's the one I need right now. You
1: do? I'll post it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good.
0: Oh, oh thank you very much.
2: <laughs> How are we doing for time, Matt? Because I was going to do one more cheeky roulette. Have got do, time? One more. <laughs> on, do one on, more.
0: Do one
1: yes. more, Go on, go on, yeah, yeah, yeah. go
2: on, go on. Let's, let's do it. Let's break the rules. Let's just go mad. Here we go. Right, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Stop. Oh! Oh ho! Oh. Episode four: Letting agents discuss. Oh.
1: <laughs> talk to them, talk to them, and, and really get into uh, what it is they need right now. Build use this opportunity to build a fantastic relationship with your letting agent, and see how you can support them. What is it that they they're struggling with? What is it they need help with? What is it that they? Amy, I'm going to stop now.
2: You. I'm going to stop. Yeah. You. You Why? have geared into educational and relevant. You've got to stop. Oh, You've got to okay. stop. All Ignore right, go that. <laughs> <them>. Give us, <laughs> give, give no give us the dirt. Them. What's the dirt <laughs> on your letting agents? What's the filth? Come on.
0: It was the human side of working with letting agents.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: Are they the res- were they the resulting factor of your stress? <laughs>
1: You know, or my, the saviour of your um, behavior, Yes, I see the number of my letting agent come up on my phone, and I have that sort of wave of stress. There we go; it comes out again. Still, sometimes because you think, "Oh no, what's happened?" Exactly. Right? Oh god! Every time that that number numbers ring, and I've got three different agents that manage three different locations, so in the last couple of weeks I see that number coming up and even more so now it's been a bit of a, Oh no, what's happening. And yeah, it was yeah. just, Oh no, we just want to have a chat just see how you're doing. See what you give you an update and just like, you know, no, no particular reason. I'm like, Oh, and relax. Um, and it's just, yes. that's, yeah, that's a really nice sort of shift change in that relationship. So
0: we've definitely seen um, some agents who are really taking like a ductal water with this and are really shining through this environment. And we've also seen other agents who um, are, you're veering towards the fear yeah. side of everything so um you know doing you know doing their best but being quite fearful so i think it is yeah it's sorting them the kind of the men from the boys if that's the saying to you i'm not sure what the right saying but
2: or the women from the girls
0: or the women from the girls
1: Oh, the, all the, the wheat from the chaff. I think wheat from the chaff. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was that educational? Oh, hang on. Steady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: I, um, I, think, I think you raise a really good point there, Amy. I just, um, it didn't occur to me. Have you boys had the same when the, when the letting agent phones? You suddenly have that whole kind of uh, moment.
0: Yeah. It's normally a WhatsApp message.
3: Yeah. Uh, if if it, it's a it, right. WhatsApp, then, then there's something's gone wrong. Because generally it's just an email with the statement or the arrears report or whatever they normally send round um, but if you get a, if I get a whatsapp from them especially if it's late in the evening and be like oh god
1: <laughs> do you
3: mind if
1: yeah i don't mind i don't well, mind the emails i don't mind the whatsapp messages but if the phone rings yeah. that is like the worst one because this can't be conveyed in a message or an email it's more serious than that
0: yeah
2: 100% oh,
3: amazing <laughs>
0: I think we've got one uh, time for one more
2: ooh, ooh, uh, ooh. Epi-
0: episode roulette to round us off.
3: That's made Joe very excited.
0: I
2: literally had a quiver. Ooh.
0: <laughs> Just had a quiver.
2: I did. Right here we go. Here we go. Say when. Stop. Okay. Oh, it's a biggie. Oh. oh. Episode seven before property. What did life look like for Amy Rowlinson? Stressed.
0: <laughs> Apart from the yeah. stress.
1: Uh, that was a really, really big time for me because I, I, I think the first day that I realized that my life was going to change was on a, it was a two hour seminar and I went to the seminar completely open-minded thinking about what is it that property could do for me? And I was blown away. I was like, Oh, okay, this is it. This is definitely going to be the case. And then the journey thereafter is great. So what did life look like before? Well, I was drifting and I just I'd literally just resigned from a job thinking that I needed to do something different but I didn't know what that was. And so I was ready mentally to do something different and my and I knew that I had to put in some plans to get my husband out of his job because he was not enjoying it and it was not good for his health. He was working crazy hours and had been for decades. So there was a very big why for me and it just solved a a solution for us personally and then it's gone on to take me on a very different journey so like there is a life before and after property for me there
2: is yeah it's it's a before during and after isn't it and I guess you're you're not at the after with property but you're certainly at the start of a new chapter and I'm so pumped for your new podcast and I have to say it was a privilege to come on um and just kind of think about my why and yeah just 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 chat it through with you it was it was an absolute honor you are You are on your mission, girl. I don't know if you boys feel it, but I feel like Amy's in the zone right now.
0: It makes total sense. When I found out about what you're doing, I was, it, it, something felt very right about it. Going actually that, it feels like you are on purpose. You are doing what you're supposed to do. Um, Yeah, because obviously knowing you for quite a few years now, um, it makes total sense. And yeah, I'm proud of you i'm uh proud for you i'm happy for you and i think you're going to go on to do amazing things um and uh, looking forward to be able to catch up with you and um doing whatever we can in the future to help
1: no i, th- I don't want to say thank you so much because um yes it's been an incredible experience meeting you all and i think that you know you've been instrumental in that journey for me and I was talking to somebody the other day about why I'm doing this and why it's important to me. And it, it's the the bigger message there. It's not a self-indulgent thing. This is because I believe that so many people are going to benefit from hearing other people's stories, other people's journeys, and I'm just bringing them all together. I'm collating and facilitating that platform to mm-hmm. a, allow other people to feel empowered. And, and as Joe said, when she came on the podcast herself, she found it a very, um, reaffirming exercise because it endorsed everything that she was doing was was for the right reasons and that has been quite a cathartic process for a lot of people when they've come on that they've they've come on and they've spoken about their journey and some of them have had sort of near-death experiences some of them have had sort of epiphanies and some of them haven't some of them actually still don't know what their why really is and they're still looking but they know that they need to be Mm -hmm. seeking it and I think that the difference between people who have been existing versus those who have been living is very very much apparent right now Mm -hmm. and that that for me is just sort of trying to grab as many people as i can uh, sort of kicking and screaming or or willingly the the line and just look at what you're doing and and why you're doing it because we only get one chance in life and and i just don't want people to waste it
0: yeah amazing so yeah you're, you're the curator of other people's stories
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's I lovely. think it's
3: awesome. I think it's awesome. I think the other Matt and uh, Joe have obviously said pretty much uh, everything. But it's yeah, it's amazing just watching you grow and see you now produce this new podcast and everything. It's it's absolutely amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I was told when I was 15, 16 when you do that exercise at school and they say what your um, job is going to be. Can you remember filling Gardner. in loads of questions? Yep. Gardener, okay um, well, I was, was going to be an actuary I, be... I think An actuary, okay Can you remember now what you were?
3: Um,
2: you should have been a gardener
3: Yeah, that, that came later I can't remember what I had chosen I remember that my careers advice teacher wanted me to become an accountant
2: oh my You can goodness.
3: see how good my careers advice teacher was Well well
1: I got told that I was going to be a librarian and I scoffed at that and actually now in reflection it's just struck me that essentially i am now a library i have created a library of people and it's just going to be all of that knowledge coming together and they say that you can join the dots going backwards and it's so true in hindsight i can join all of the dots of all the things i used to work in recruitment i used to interview people hundreds and thousands of people for jobs um and i understand now that all of these have served me and everything has now come together and that's it it's it makes perfect sense
2: yeah i think i completely i think we can even connect to that you know from the perspective of our podcast because we looked around the podcast landscape and we could see what was out there. there was so much education so much information um you know people just offering out advice and our experience of property has yeah been the nuts and bolts of it but it's been such a human experience and it touches on all the stuff that you've just mentioned and so it felt natural to come together as a three as investors as friends to kind of reflect on the human side of property and that felt very on purpose it felt very why motivated because so much of what we do is to kind of just be relatable and just give oh I hate this term but give back to others who are out there with the same struggles as us the same challenges the same celebrations the same wins the same funny stories you know um and celebrate that in a space on a weekly basis and yeah having you in that conversation i have to say to share what you're up to and your why has just been a thrill so thank you so much for coming on oh
1: pleasure yeah and, thank and you, it's, it i feel that we need to mark a celebration of today because it's shakespeare's birthday today and i'm from stratford upon avon so i am a big shakespeare fan and uh, there's something there's this one um line from one of his plays which is in hamlet and it's to thine own self be true and mm. i think that if you are true to yourself in what you do then you will really enjoy and be fulfilled what in whatever you do.
0: Thank you, Amy. And I think on that note, well, that's a th- let's sorry, wrap that it up.
3: Second book recommendation of the day. <laughs> Lead Hamlet. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Miracle morning and Hamlet. Hamlet. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Done. That sums me up. I think. <laughs>
0: oh dear. Well, um, I think, uh, thank you very much, Amy, for coming on. Uh, we're going to, uh, finished there it's, it's, it's goodbye from me
2: it's goodbye from me
3: it's goodbye from
2: me and last but not least it's goodbye from me <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.
3: Bye.
0: Bye. bye bye come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on facebook search property jam podcast
2: or you can follow us on instagram at property jam podcast
3: or you can email us at property jam podcast at outlook.com see you on the the next next episode.
2: episode